What are we going to do without Danelle? Uh, uh, welcome to Sip. Survive. And, and repeat. repeat. <laughs> that was awkward and yeah, I loved that, every minute. that was minute. very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Danelle couldn't be here today because she had stuff to do, which is totally understandable. We all get that way. Um, but we wanted to grace you with a new episode. So Kenny and I decided we were going to do this thing. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not used to talking this much, but... Well, this is a treat for all of our listeners. I feel like they get to get to know Kenny. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys still like me after this. <laughs> They're like, that guy, don't let him have a mic anymore. Just kidding. They're probably like, give it to him instead of Jenny. Um, well, so we're here and I got almost attacked by the guard dog, Bodie. Oh, yeah. Bodie, Bodie did not like Jenny coming in. No, he did not, which it is weird. the most aggressive he's ever been to. <laughs> and, and it's not like he was trying to bite her. He just no. barked very loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And then, of course, Kenny was like, he doesn't do this normally. And I'm like, shit, it's me. I feel bad. But he's eating a some sort of bone situation oh, right he's, now. He's ate it. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. He's looking for more. So if you hear any um, light bark growling, um, it's Bodie and he doesn't like Jenny, which is me. Yeah. <laughs> Even last time you met him, he just ignored you. Yeah, he has no interest in me at all. And I don't know if it's because of... Sedona, my dog. Maybe he smells it and he doesn't like it. That might be it. He's like, "What's that old dog smell on you?" <laughs> Sedona. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of that, we were talking about grooming because Bodie looks really cute. Oh yeah, he looks very much better than he did. Did they? Did it take like four hours? Mm, like an hour and a half. Oh, okay, that's good. I mean, he's like a small dog. So. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna get bigger though, right? Uh, not much. They oh, okay. said like seven more pounds, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, he's so cute. Um, so Sedona just got groomed, which was really good because there was an incident at my house. What happened? Uh, Declan, ha- my son, has a slime. Like it was a ball and it was filled with glitter gold slime. Okay. I think I already know where this is going. but <laughs> Don't you though? Uh, it's worse than it even sounds though because he likes to whip it around his body and slap it on the ground because it makes a slapping noise. Does it stick? To like tile and stuff? Or it's no? kind of sticky, but it mostly just like when he slaps it, it's very squishy. So it like flattens. So okay. as soon as you slap it on something, it flattens the ball. Yeah. And he thinks it's cool. So he was swinging it around about to slap it on the ground. And Sedona comes running by my nine-year-old standard poodle and grabs it with her mouth and it explodes. Is it supposed to explode? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. <laughs> I've never heard of this happening. <laughs> um, it exploded in her mouth, all over her face, oh all God. over her ears, all over her neck, all over the floor, all over my rug. All I mean, and slime, if you guys are familiar, is has a base of um, glue. Yeah. That's the base of slime. But it's like mixed with stuff, so it's not the worst, too bad. But the worst part was that it was mixed with a whole bunch of gold glitter. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's- Sedona A ate a whole bunch of it because she just started like lapping it up. And I'm like, gross, don't do that. But I couldn't get her to stop. Declan was covered in it. Uh, The floor, the carpet. I was just like, this is the worst thing that has ever happened. That sounds miserable. It was an hour cleanup uh, between. But the good news, I already had Sedona booked for a grooming appointment the next day. Okay. So not too bad. So I just, but I felt bad when I took her because I like walk her up to the groomer. We have to meet outside because of the COVID thing. And I'm like, hey, there was an incident last night. 
like I got a lot of it out, but if you see a bunch of glitter or like hard chunks of fur, that's the glitter glue slime that got all over her. Poor Sedona. <laughs> she looks lovely now. Okay, that's good at least. They at least they got it out. I think it must have been to some degree water soluble because like there's no they didn't have to like shave anything off of her. Oh, okay. I was like picturing they like shaved her down in the face almost. Oh god, no. She looked like she would for sure look like a prison dog. Yeah. That would be bad. Definitely. Mm, so that's my story. Uh, it wasn't great. I didn't like it at all. That's why having no kids and a dog, perfect. <laughs> it is a, it's a good. But here's the thing. I got Sedona when I didn't have kids. Oh, okay. True. So Bodie might just be eating slime balls and You just have to wait. Yeah, yeah. You just have to wait eight years and then you can get it. Oh. He's sniffing me right now. Oh. Yeah, he's starting to like you. Okay. I'm just going to keep just, sitting here. Yeah, just be very calm about it maybe in like five minutes try to pet him okay oh my god you guys that's amazing um okay anything else going on in your life shall we talk about this what we're drinking because yeah, it's different not much going on in my life so since we're at my house right now too not we, Danelle's. we are at kenny's yeah. uh we decided to switch it up and drink a beer today we are and it's ooh. Mm-hmm. you like it yeah it's from one of my favorite breweries hoof hearted brewery anyone in the columbus area has probably heard of it and it's starting to be in cleveland a lot more mm. but they make some of the best ipas and this is a triple ipa called whatever you do don't stop playing 10 percent oh. it's a, yeah it's a 10 percenter which is terrifying um there's a very interesting picture on the front they have some very odd can art if you ever see them yeah um and it's so a triple India pale ale, so a triple IPA, it's very hazy. Yeah. Most of their IPAs are pretty hazy. I'm, okay. That's the kind I like. That's the kind I like, too. So I, I know some people, you're either a lover of IPA or you're a hater. So I don't think there's a lot of, Im- it's like cilantro. There I isn't a lot of in between. I feel like with hazy, though, more people are like, you know, kind of. Like, they yeah. like the hazy ones. I don't know. I feel like my ex, if he tried this, would be like, tastes like grass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has a... Grass aftertaste, I guess. If you li- really, if you really are looking for it, but I like that. I do too. I like a little. Um, what is it? like herbaceous? It's like there's an herbaceous undertone to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My so my friend uh, Shelly, who does listen, so shout out Shelly. Um, she, it has become quite the mixologist lately, mm-hmm. and she has um, God, what the hell's the name of it? It's like a a liquor that's green like it's not absinthe i may have mentioned this before it's it's green and it's made by monks and it does it earthy tasting yes it tastes like flipping herbs i'm looking it up right now i can't find it okay i'm gonna look it up uh at some point during the show but it's really good she has made me multiple drinks with it uh i will find out what it is but i'm telling you if you're into that kind of flavor green chartreuse yes yes okay. it's chartreuse Okay, I've never heard of that. It's well, it's a it's super expensive because I guess like like I said, monks make it or something like that. So it's like very special. Yeah, but it's in certain drinks, it's just like so good. Okay, I'll have to check it out sometime. Please do. Have her come over and mixologist for us for an episode. She's oh, that's a good idea. She she does have some skills. Not gonna lie to you. We need to do that for a hundredth episode, (gasps) which is coming. Yeah, we're at ninety eight right now. Oh my god. You guys, it's amazing. Oh, Danelle's not here to sing with me. I know. I'm not, I'm not singing. You're not? No, I'm not going to sing. 
Um, okay, so we have a different format today because Danelle's not here. Yes. I got texted last night, do you want to do a survivor story? And I did, <laughs> with very little time, I didn't want to just half-ass it, especially my first one. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do like three weird newses just spread out today. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking maybe for the 100th episode, I'll do a survivor story. <laughs> like a, a quick like five or ten minute one. Yes. So I'd be into I have, that. I have two weeks. I can do it in two weeks. Okay. You have two weeks. You have yeah. time to prepare. Um, okay, so our thought is Kenny's going to do a survival story first. Weird news story. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm losing <laughs> it. A weird news story first, then I'll do my survival story, and then another weird news, and then I have some remedies, which you guys know I love, like ancient remedies. Oh, I miss those. Right? Yeah. They were good. They were fun. And then we'll, do, we'll end it with another weird news just because we want to end it the way we always do. So, without so. further ado... It was much easier to find weird news this week <laughs> because usually I'm like, they got to guess it, but I'm not going to do guesses. We're just going to do some very odd news I found. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> For example, an American baby is about to release its first album that was recorded in the womb. No. Yes. Does it sound Does it sound like a humpback whale? Um, okay. I'm going to play it. I don't know if, actually, I don't know if we'll play over my speakers or not. You guys might be able to hear it. Oh, it's not going to play over my speakers. It's like a weird techno sound. Oh. So they like... Is it like the heartbeat? Just breathing and moving within the wound. It was two musicians who did it with biosonic MIDI technology. Uh-huh. To record movements during a five-hour joint meditation session. And then they take those sounds and convert it into like an electronic sound. So they auto-tuned a baby in the womb? They, they auto-tuned a baby in the womb. <laughs> and my favorite part about this is, they're like, and when we were in the recording or listening to the album for the first time, the baby opened its eyes wide being like, that's the sound I made. Like, I, no, I doubt. I it probably just heard a weird noise. Like, what is that? Probably. It was probably like, that doesn't sound right. It's getting some critical reviews. Critical bad? Critical good? Some good. Some being like, what is this? Oh my gosh, I just saw the price of it. Oh my god, what is it? First off, the Is it just one song or is it, it's a whole album? It's a whole album. Okay. The first song is called V four point three part two. The first song. It's okay. Part two. Yeah. The album is called where was it? M I D I Biodata Sonication Device. Nope. And they you should've... can pre order it for the low, low cost of two hundred dollars. No. <laughs> I feel like it should have been something like straight from the womb or something. I don't know. Like it, it needs a cooler name. Yeah. I mean, but these people are clearly just nerds. Yeah. Just <laughs> going very meta with their music. Apparently what I can tell you is when, Oh, Bodie has an itch. Hold on. You good. You good. Okay. <laughs> uh, when, uh, when you have a baby in your womb, which you won't, Kenny. Yeah, I'll skip that part. Yeah. Uh, like, they don't even really like to do, like, you, in movies and TV shows, I feel like they always make it look like you're going to get, like, 20 sonograms and, like, see that baby in the womb, like, a bunch of times. I thought you saw it at least, like, seven times. No. Once. I Once. That's it? For me, yeah, because everything looked good. So they were like, you're good. We aren't going to do this again. Oh. And I was like, oh. I thought it was, like, every month. They're like, okay, let's take a look they under do... the hood kind of thing. <laughs> They, you do have to go every month, but usually all they do is check. They have like a sound 
sonogram that you can just hear the heart beating. Mm-hmm. So they find the heartbeat and then they're like, cool. And then they like feel around. They ask you how you're feeling. Me, for example, I was like, well, I'm still throwing up constantly. So if we could do something about that. That was pretty much every time I went. Um, but yeah, I think because the they say sonogram waves, like, because you can get your own sonogram. Oh, I didn't know that. Thingy. I mean, I think it costs a lot. Yeah, probably not worth but they it. Say that, but they say you're not supposed to because the, the waves can affect the baby. Interesting. I wonder if this affected the that's baby. what i'm saying maybe this baby's gonna be real weird now because i mean his parents were his or her parents I, are I'm gonna around same assume the nurture part is gonna make the baby weird i mean they're releasing an <laughs> album <laughs> they're like how they like conceived they're like how can we make money on this kid i mean before the kid was even around like born they're like let's start recording it now oh i hope he rebels one day but the youngest recording artist ever so <laughs> good for him or her I didn't see that. Good for them. Them. Yeah. Him, her, they, them. Something. Good for them. Good, good on ya, baby. <laughs> I hope the money they make from that goes into like this kid's college I fund. I hope so. Because otherwise, mean, that's real bad. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like free on Spotify. But I it costs $200 to buy. That's too much money. I'm, I'm going to hopefully remember about this in like a month okay look into it i'll try and remember too but i can't remember stuff that i thought of this morning i so. can't even remember the weird news i did last week great oh oh that's like when you texted me and were like can you send me the link to your story from last week and i was like um that's partially my laziness of not wanting to listen through the whole episode <laughs> just looking for jumps in the audio levels <laughs> But that's fine. Yeah. I just, the bad thing is, is I could not remember. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't either. I had so to that's think why for probably ask. five, 10 minutes. I did it though. I wrote it down. I spewed it at you. And then True. I couldn't remember what I talked about. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's do the actual survival story. So, okay. We're going to do a survival story. This It's kind of two mushed into one. Okay. But that's only because there's a theme. Um, and the theme today is pizza saves the day. I love the theme. So do I. Great theme. (laughs) Um, Okay, so my first part of this, the first story, happened in May of 2015. There was a lady named Cheryl Treadway, and oh, I feel like we don't drink beer often. It's gonna make me burp, and you know how I burp, so we'll have to like cut that out for sure. Yeah, I don't think the listeners have ever heard it. They don't need to. They don't need to. They'll be terrified. It sounds like I'm throwing up. Everyone. It's very gross. Okay. Um. Avon Park, Florida is where this happened. Uh, Cheryl Treadway was arguing with her boyfriend, and his name was, hold on, Ethan. Ethan what? Hold on. Ethan Nickerson. Nickerson? Nickerson. I like that last name. That sounds like an old-fashioned name. It sounds like 1800s. Oh, Mr. Nickerson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I have that accent during it. It sounded like 1800s. Right? Yeah. Um, So... Uh, they aren't married, but they're boyfriend and girlfriend, and they also have three children together. Okay. And they are arguing, ooh, the beer, um, and Ethan decides he's going to pull out a large knife. Oh, the Nickersons and the oh. knives. <laughs> oh, those Nickerson knives. Uh, so thankfully, the three kids were already at school, so that's good. Um, but Ethan then locked Cheryl in a room. And he took her cell phone. Like, he confiscated her cell phone. So she had, like, no way of escaping. Okay. So she starts thinking of plans. Like, how am I going to get out of here? What am I going to do? Um, so kind of, like, early afternoon, she um, pleads with him and says, we need to go pick up the kids from school or people are going to know something is wrong. Understandable. 
Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and he, of course, is like, yeah, that's a good idea, but you can't just go pick them up because obviously you won't come back. So he says, I will go with you. So Ethan, Cheryl, and the knife get in the car. Who's driving? Her? Ethan, I believe. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that the three of them, the two people in the knife, are in the car. Yes. And they drive to the school. They pick the kids up. And they get the kids get in the back seat, and they have no idea of what's going on. Like, they have no clue that like they, their, their dad like, is. Oh, dad's carrying his knife again. <laughs> his giant knife that <laughs> he has pointed at mom again. Um, so they get back to um, the house, and now Cheryl is freaking out because now she's not only hostage. Now she has her three kids being held hostage by Ethan and she doesn't know what to do. Um, so she doesn't have her phone and she decides she needs to find a way to contact the outside world. So she, uh, asks her boyfriend, Ethan, Hey, you know what? I'm hungry. You're hungry. And for sure the kids are hungry. Like we have to feed them. Like this is not an option. And she goes, let me order some pizza. Mm, I see where this is going. Delicious. And he says, fine, but you can only use the pizza app. Oh. Uh, so. Oh, does he need to go out? No, he went out literally before he came. Oh, I like that you ring the bell, though. That's nice. If he rings it again, then he might have to. Okay. You're good, Bodie. That was so cute. I just heard this little dinging. And yeah, I'm he's like, like, he'll go over and just kind of nudge it with his nose. He doesn't do it violently. It's just a little tap. <laughs> Sometimes he misses it, and then he looks up like... I meant to just take me out already. Right. He's like, hello. Um, oh, he's sniffing me again. Okay. So um, they decide to order pizza. So he hands Cheryl her phone and she has to think quick. So she, op- she opens the pizza hut app, which I was like, yes, queen. I Love do. Pizza hut. I do too. They're the ones that the dinner box, right? I think so. With they the also breadsticks and like two pizzas. I have a nostalgia for pizza hut that I think people my age, like people who are probably, 35 and older have a nostalgia for okay and you probably don't know what i'm talking about i don't uh pizza hut used to be like the happening place to go really oh yeah like the place to hang out was pizza hut well even with your family like they had like they had like a book club and you could like if you read books and you brought in like whatever that proof that you read the book i don't remember how it was done uh you got like this button and it said like something about like loving books or and reading uh they had the coolest toys for like when you'd order your personal pan pizza they had like land before time toys and crap like that but like but people came and like ate in the pizza hut yeah and they have they had these and i think there are still some pizza huts open so i shouldn't say did but i'm i don't think it's as popular yeah there's there's like one near me growing up that was it and there was one that we went to to eat on yeah. like pick up and there was like um they have these red glasses the, the best kind of glasses yeah and uh oh they had the salad bar and during lunchtime when i was in high school they used to have an all-you-could-eat pizza buffet that's amazing exactly so half of the um salad bar was a hot section and they had pizzas out there and you would just go and get all the slices you wanted for whatever price i think it was like Six bucks, something stupid. All you can eat pizza, six bucks, and salad bar. So I you would could, do that every day. Exactly. So I had senior privileges, and me and my friend Megan, who also listens to the podcast, we would go and get the all you can eat pizza buffet. I never had in high school where we could leave to get lunch. Mm. I feel like that was like something that ended 
late yeah. 2000s. I also enjoyed a lot of Taco Bell on my lunch. So jealous. You should be. We also, then we'd go to my friend Megan's house because she lived near the high school and we would watch uh, portions of movies. Like we'd have like 45 minutes to watch something. So we'd start like Footloose and then we would finish it the next day. <laughs> it was incredible. It's <laughs> amazing. Anyway, um, so she uh, opened the Pizza Hut app. Now, if you haven't used the Pizza Hut app or a pizza ordering app, shame on you. Get in there. Uh, they are super easy to do. And when you order, you can put comments on your order. Like when you order your pepperoni pizza, you could be like, please add extra pepperoni or please um, include extra napkins or I need plastic silverware or whatever the hell in your comments. So Cheryl, being the smart cookie she is, said in her comments, quote, please help. Get 911 to me. 911 hostage help. <laughs> Ew. I'm uh, just imagining the teenager who gets his like. Get uh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the local Pizza Hut, <laughs> the employees have all gathered around the screen where the orders show up and they're all just staring at it because they don't know what to do. <laughs> I just. Yeah. What? Like, they probably think it's a prank or something. Well, the good news is manager Candy Hamilton, which I'm like, yes candy that's a great name uh had been there for 28 years so this is what made me this is what reminded me of the nostalgia of pizza hut because she's been there for 28 years she knows what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it was an amazing place to go um and she said she'd never seen anything like that before and cheryl the hostage was kind of like i hope they don't think it's a prank like i'm so concerned yeah. well good news cheryl uh, ordered from the app often from this particular pizza hut oh and so they recognized the name immediately and i was like okay so you're telling me that if i order pizza on a regular basis from a place they'll know you that they'll know me when i have a 911 emergency for you it's going to be canado yeah when i start sending things from canado i'll be like hey by the way hostage situation someone help me also (laughs) please still send the tacos send the tacos (laughs) And the police. <laughs> um, so they didn't think it was a prank. They knew right away by her name that Cheryl Treadway was a regular customer who never said things like this in the comments. So they knew it must be real. Candy, the manager, again, of 28 years, called 911 immediately. Um, so Lieutenant Curtis Luden and his deputies were dispatched and they pulled up outside of the door. Uh, and at that point, Cheryl had to make a decision. So she grabbed the youngest child who I believe was a baby and ran out the front door with the baby to the officers. Um, and then the hostage negotiation began because at this point, Ethan was now holding the two sons. Oh my gosh. How old were the sons? I don't know. In the pictures online, they looked like they were maybe like Declan's age. So I'd say like five, okay. five or six. Um, and the good, the goodest, that was what I was about to say. The goodest news of this is Lieutenant Luden or Ludden was uh, the lead negotiator on the crisis team. So like he already knew that he, need, he needed to be there and he needed to take action. So it took him only 20 minutes oh, to wow. talk Ethan off the ledge and to have him drop that knife and release the children. That's very quick. Yes. So either Ethan wasn't that serious about this knife wielding thing or uh, Lieutenant Luden was really good or both during this whole thing i was just thinking uh-huh. what's ethan's end game like don't know the only end game to this is being get, arrested getting caught i mean you either you i guess you either kill them you either kill them or you're caught you can't hold them host- hostage, hostage forever 
maybe but I think I in the heat it. of the moment, he didn't think of that. But then once the day started to drag on, yeah, he kind of was like, like what oh, do I do now? Oh, shit. I'm, yeah. I'm in too deep now. Yeah. Like, I felt like he had, I think he felt like he had to keep going. Just be like, oh, it was a joke. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, so Candy said, uh, quote, she just thought outside the box. I think that's amazing. And I have to disagree, Candy. I think she thought inside the box, mm-hmm. the Pizza Hut box. You're going there. Ah, yes. Okay. So I have one more very short thing to add to this. Um, so there was another story out of Florida, of course. Was this one recent? This is from 2016. Okay. I saw there, there I saw something recently. recent about a pizza, like well, calling it, them. It, it was when somebody called 911. And said, I would like to order a pizza. And they were like, ma'am, you know you're calling 911. Yeah. Yes. So it's similar, but this was like they actually used the pizza people to like deliver the message. Which is even better. <laughs> yeah. White exactly. Cooler. I love it. Um, okay. So Eric Olson, he lived not in Florida, but his grandma lived in Florida. And this is 2016. And Hurricane Matthew was coming. And uh, Eric was very uh, worried about his grandma named Claire. Um, because she was older and didn't really have great mobility. And um, they actually had over a million Florida residents without power. And so he was having trouble reaching his grandmother at that time. So he couldn't call Claire because phone uh, lines were disconnected and power was out in much of the state. Um, So the good news was pizza places were still open because they were like, we're going to deliver pizza to stranded Floridians because that's what we do. The, they're they the still, real heroes. How are they open without electricity? I don't know. Maybe Gen- they were... Generators or maybe, something? I, I mean, we have a generator at our work. Yeah. I mean, granted, we work at a TV station. Really? But um, but yes, pizza places were still open. Maybe they were running on generators. Maybe they were outside the area, but they were still delivering to that area. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, they're still open. And I they're the real heroes. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... Eric came up with a great idea. So again, he doesn't live in the state. He lives, I feel like Minnesota or Nebraska, or he lives somewhere farther away. So he decides to place a Papa John's order at a Papa John's near his grandmother's house. And it came with a special request. So Lance Taylor is the young man who got the order. And the picture of him is perfection. He has like a shag. He looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. If Shaggy from Scooby-Doo had like a porn star mustache. I can picture it already. Right? Like, And he's wearing his Papa John's hat on top of Is he of like that. some teenage kid? He's probably in his 20s, but he's like real skinny and lanky. Okay. I got a picture in my head now. <laughs> Basically, the only thing that changed was less acne because he's in his 20s. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he gets this order and he has to reread it because he's like, now what? Um, so Eric sent a pepperoni pizza, which is smart. Send the pizza. That's good. And then he told Lance, the delivery guy, to dial a specific number once he's at the door to deliver it. After this, Bodie. I'm almost done. Yeah. Um, so Claire didn't answer at first, and Lance was nervous. And so finally she answers the door, and she's like, I didn't order a pizza. Like, I don't know why you're here. And then Lance hands the phone, his cell phone, to Claire. And Eric's on the phone. He's like, I just want to make sure you're okay. Aww. So I sent a pepperoni pizza and I just wanted to make sure because your phone isn't working. And it was the sweetest, loveliest thing. And Claire said it was the most delicious pizza that she'd ever had because it was sent with love. And she probably wasn't having hot food. Probably not. <laughs> She's probably eating cereal at home uh, without milk. So, um, yeah. So it was all it was all good in the end. So pizza really does save lives. I know people say it's unhealthy, but 
I don't know. Once a week won't kill you. Yeah. I feel like in this instance, it saved two lives. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about a third, too. Yeah, exactly. So you guys, get in it. And the kids, that's like six lives already. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We're going to take a quick break because Bodhi has to go out. And we're back. (laughs) That was great. He did have to go to the bathroom, though, so that's good. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't a false alarm. No. Okay. <laughs> well, back to weird news. Yes. So this one, act- this one's actually really cool. So, frozen animation code helped engineers solve a sixty-two-year-old ter- Russian cold case. Oh yeah. So it's called <sighs> Dyatlov Pass incident. I'm, some <laughs> Russian word. Your dog is licking me now. Oh, he likes you then. Oh my God, he's like aggressively <laughs> licking me. Is that normal? He licks people's hands a lot oh. if you give him the chance. Okay, I'll put yeah. it back then. <laughs> so in this event, nine Russian hikers died uh, in some mountains in 1959, and they had no idea why. Mm-hmm. Three of them were from physical trauma and six from hypothermia. So okay. when they discovered them, they, like, they left their tent in a hurry and left like all their stuff, and they were barely dressed, so that, hence why six of them died from hypothermia. And three of them, like, died from physical trauma. Two had severe chest trauma, and another had a head and face injury. And two bodies were missing their eyes. One was missing the tongue. One was missing its eyebrows. No! Eyebrows? Yes. Actually, some of this doesn't get explained by Frozen, but some of it does. So, a lot of the time, they're (laughs) thinking it was, um, where was it? The theories were animal attacks, hypothermia, avalanche catabatic winds infrasound induced panic military involvement or some combination of all of these okay and a lot of people for the longest time said it couldn't be an avalanche like the way the slope was there like there's no way an avalanche could have happened so this is where frozen comes into play okay do you know how like computer animation works and stuff uh kind of like They program it with physics and then kind of just let it play out saying, like, do this. And then it's not all handmade. It's like Ah. they're filming what's happening within the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the snow in Frozen was obviously pretty high tech. Mm -hmm. And a Russian engineer saw it and thought this might be able to prove if it was an avalanche or not. Okay. So we borrowed the code from Frozen and basically played out the avalanche theory and it showed like the avalanche caused it then like the avalanche was possible and could cause all this including somebody losing their eyebrows i don't think they understood where that came from that's why i when i started reading a little more into it I'm like i don't know that maybe he had maybe this person i'm assuming probably a man had really bushy eyebrows and all the snow got caught in it and then they froze right off his face that it might be a slab avalanche where oh. Where the slab just hits you in the eyebrows? Oh, yeah. There's like blocks of snow. I'm obsessed with the eyebrows. (laughs) I just can't believe it. Slab avalanche seems to be a very aggressive avalanche from what I'm reading. Okay. Like heavier pieces of ice ice and snow coming down. Oh, God. Can you imagine losing your eyes in an avalanche? They're probably dead already, but like, oh, how aggressive that avalanche must be. (laughs) It just, the snow just reaches in and scoops your eyeballs out. I was thinking like through the head like, oh <laughs> through. i that's wasn't a, thinking that but that, now i am that's a little more gruesome <laughs> oh, God. 
Do you think that's how the eyebrows happen too? It just smacked them in the face. Yeah, like it kind of slid off. right by the top of their eyebrows and, and just, just kind of like shaving them off, like a close shave. Oh. Nope. Don't like that at all. It's, it's funny they listed eyebrows missing right by eyes missing. Well, I mean, eyebrows and eyes, they're near each other. Yeah. Like no one says, oh, his arm hair was missing. Wonder oh, what, that's true. Wonder what but that could when be. they said eyebrows missing, I assume that included like the skin. Mm, like that part of the skull. Maybe. Like I was just assuming this whole part is just gonzo. Oh, gross. But you know, good for But frozen. I wonder if it was the eyes and the eyebrows of the same person. Because then your theory would make sense. Like if something just went. Yeah. I feel like that's like the whole head gone then. Yeah. I mean, if it's just that part, that's real creepy. Ugh. I'm going to throw up. Okay. No pictures, so I can't show you anything. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah, probably best. All right, hold on. I got to open my phone. Weird remedies. I've missed them. You should. All right, I'll probably do a couple just because um, they're always short. Yeah, we got time. We do. Uh, Okay, so there was something between the mid-1800s and early 1900s. It was a syrup called Mrs. Winslow's Serving Syrup for Your Baby, and it cost 25 cents. Uh, it was advertised as a solution to treat many ailments among children, including colic, teething, the rhea, dia, not gana. Uh, okay, I was about to say. No, not gonorrhea, diarrhea, and any pain, just like blanket pain. And do you know why it worked so well? It's probably like heroin or something. Morphine. Morphine. <laughs> it had a shit ton of morphine in it. Like, and they were like, this is for your kids. Just give it to them. Real quick, like, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's like when people used to tell me to rub whiskey on, uh, um, what's the baby's gums? Yeah, and I was like, um, I don't think that's a good idea. I know my my grandma, I think, used to tell like she used to say that like if a baby's crying, just rub a little whiskey on their gums or something. Can you? Im- I mean, the I don't love the taste of whiskey. I mean, if it's a good whiskey, perhaps, but. Putting that in a baby's mouth, I feel like it would just make them scream. But whatever. Maybe it'll harden, harden them up for like shots in the future. It's like, <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like it. Maybe everyone else's parents gave them shots. Yeah. I used to get whiskey every night. So <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. Kenny's a hard ass. All right. Here's a, here's a little remedy because it's, you know, in Northeast Ohio, it's very cold. And like my son's hands keep getting really chapped. So this is a fix for chapped hands. Are you ready for this? Ready for it. What the, year is this? Uh, it doesn't say. Somebody named Dr. Ritter. Hang on. Uh, 1910. Okay. So early 1900s. This was Dr. Ritter's fix for chapped hands. So if you guys want to try it tonight and let me know how it goes. Uh, you put this in a cloth. You bury it outside overnight. Then the next day you unearth it and apply this the next day. Do you know what the this is? What do you put on a cloth and bury? 1910. I'm trying to think what it would be. My first thought was like butter. You're close. Like lard? No. Sour cream. Ooh, that's gross. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't think sour cream has been around that long. It apparently has. Uh, So you put sour cream in a cloth. You bury it outside overnight. And then the next day, you unbury it and you slap it on your hands. It's got to smell. Amazing. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> like sour cream doesn't smell that great anyway and, and then, then you leave, leave it, it outside out. oh my gosh i also feel like does it work in all climates because like if you did that in florida 
obviously the ground will be a much warmer. And I'm picturing it like right now, it's just going to freeze. Right. It'll be frozen sour cream. A block of sour cream. (laughs) Right. So I don't know where Dr. Ritter was from, but he was uh, advocating a sour cream fix. Um, I think we've talked about that one. Um, We've talked about that one. Oh, God. I've talked about a lot of these, which is terrible. Um, I like this one. So in the 16th and 17th century, uh, they used human bodies a lot for medical remedies. So like they'd use the dead to like fix crap on living people, especially in Europe. Um, it, uh, human remains appeared to cure, quote unquote, cure headaches, epilepsy, and more. What do you mean human? Like, were they eating human remains? No, I think a lot of times they would like take human remains and like char them and grind them up and then apply like either a paste or I think sometimes they consume them. I think it depended on the remedy. Capsule. Yeah. Ugh. Um, one of the things they, they use it for is if you had a bruise or other ailment, you would actually take it and turn the skin into powder and the dead person's skin into powder. And then, oh no, you guys, I just read what it said you're supposed to do. Okay. If you have a bruise or ail, I'm just reading it verbatim now. If you had a bruise or other ailment, you were supposed to put it on your skin or turn it into a powder and ingest it via a drink. Oh, so that Fre- can't dissolve very easily. I would think not. French, I don't, it'd be like chunky. <sighs> French King Francis I and Francis Bacon both used it. I mean, if he was made out of bacon, I'd probably use it. That's one of the grosser remedies yeah usually it's just like them misusing a drug this is just that's just that's just gross dead people parts to and i don't know if it was bone it doesn't really say it just says dead human yeah like so so it could be bone it could be skin it could be hair like i don't know what they were grinding up but mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. very gross oh here we go (sighs) this is a really nice one and then i'll probably wait what's this (laughs) Oh, okay. There's two more. Okay. Okay. Cure for typhus. Uh, typhus. Wait, wait, ha- what's typhus? I don't know. Okay. I didn't know if you knew. No. Do you? No. Okay. Typhus, I think, isn't that like something that has to do with typhoid fever? I'll let you know. I feel like it's some soon. sort of plague-ish, plague-ish thing. Um, so. How do you spell typhus? T-Y-P-H-U-S. Oh, U-S. I-S, it's a type of sea snail. Oh, well, we're not talking about sea snails. Fever. Okay. Oh, Interesting. Wait. Yeah, it's infectious disease. Yeah, and it usually yeah. comes with a fever. The typhus fever. Oh, okay. So it had a very religious, uh, religiously oriented treatment. It was at the 10th century, so we're really taking it back to when people were like, God's going to fix this. So they said a patient should go outside, write a prayer on a piece of paper, and then hold it to their left breast. And that, that just healed you. you. Yeah, why not? It sounds great. I love it. That's what I'm going to do next time I get a cold. Uh, and then my last one is avoid tipsiness using ground up bird beaks. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, in ancient Assyria, I don't know where that is, um, bird beaks were ground up, they combined them with myrrh. 
and then they were eaten. And this helped you to avoid getting tipsy. Uh, and the writer of this said, though it seems more painful than a hangover. Yeah, I feel like ground up bird beaks would be like eating a bunch of um, like eggshells. It's got to be like rough going in and out. Ooh. And also they had a cure for a hangover with a tea that was made of poop or owl eggs. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Rat, it was a rat. What were these people It was thinking? a rabbit poo tea. Poo poo tea. That sounds fancy. Yeah, rabbit but no. Rabbit poo tea. It's, yeah, it's a rabbit poo tea. <laughs> if anyone offers you a poo tea, it's a poo tea. A shit tea. Um, and another uh, group suggested that you drink owl eggs mixed with wine for three days. And <laughs> this is to get rid of a hangover. Yeah, I was about to say three days of doing that. So, yeah, it said for three days, you should drink owl eggs mixed with wine for three days to get rid of a hangover. I'm like, aren't you going to just have a worse one and a stomach ache? But oh, terrible stomach ache. But whatever. So those are my weird remedies of the past. So oh we have gosh. we'll wrap it up with one more weird news. OK, this one will do a guess. Keep it. Keep it normal. Even without the no and her terrible guesses. <laughs> she won't listen, so she probably won't. No, nah, she won't know. <laughs> uh, scientists taught what? How to send emails to help fight climate change. Polar bears? Oh, that'd be interesting. Spinach. Wait. Spinach is spinach a plant. as in the plant, yes. No, plants do not send emails. So... <laughs> <laughs> Kenny <laughs> I had to read a lot about this because I wanted to be able to explain it so it's nanobionics called pl- it's plant nanobionics so uh-huh. it uses I don't know how they get the nanobionics in there I didn't go that deep but basically it uses this plant root to detect different things in groundwater mm-hmm. that would be from man-made like industrial chemicals and then once it detects that it can send a signal to an infrared infrared camera that then triggers an email alert to scientists about pollution in that area. Can I just tell you that the vision I have in my head right now is a little spinach plant with glasses looking at an infrared camera, shaking its head like, no. Yeah, like, no, nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just imagine this very nerdy spinach plant, like, sending emails. Like having little leaf arms. Yeah. Yes. Around. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining, which I know is not true, but. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that they can do that. And they're very pumped to, quote, overcome the plant human communication barrier. Do you think plants are going to start telling us that things hurt? Oh, that's going to cause a whole bunch of issues for people. Shit. Not me. No, but. no, no, no. I mean, we both like to eat the meat. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm going to eat meat, I'm going to eat plants for sure. Yeah, I mean. They're plants. But you guys do you. If you want to be a vegetarian or vegan or pescatarian. Yeah, go for it. Get in there. We uh, we support you. Um, wow. Okay. So watch out for your plants. They might be sending emails. Yeah. Who knows? And you don't want to get one of those chain emails. You know, the ones that are like, if you don't send this to 10 people. And plants are so susceptible to that. So yeah, they're, they're not smart enough to avoid the forwarding of that. So <laughs> we'll just do it anyway. Oh, my God. Well, we obviously missed, uh, missed Danelle because there's a backpack here instead of Janelle but we hope you enjoyed the episode it's a little different obviously but she'll be back next week and you guys can enjoy another episode of Sip, Survive, Repeat we'll see you guys next week